My name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 98 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games. Joining me this week is Adam. Hello. Derek. Hello. T-Con. Hello. And Andrew. Hello. How's he doing, boys? Fun Hi. fact. 98, the debut score for Elden Ring on Metacritic. Which is what we're going to be talking about today. Good uh, intro segue. Yeah, uh, this is going to be our Elden Ring episode. Uh, we wanted to give ourselves enough time to have all of us play a good chunk of it. None of us are even close to beating it, I'm assuming. Oh, God, no. Uh-uh. Um, no. Sad. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go one by one, talk about our feelings about Elden Ring. Obviously... It's a very big game in popular culture right now, so we're going to kind of talk about everything that has to do with Elden Ring. But let's start with our Shark Bites. I think we each have one small thing that we want to talk about. We'll start with you, Adam. What do you got? Uh, I don't know if you were going to bring up Tunic at all. Uh, uh, that was one of my two things I wanted to talk about, but if you talk about it here, I can talk about something uh, else. Actually, uh, yeah, you might you might want to bring it right after mine because uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm going to download it after because it is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just Googled it to see what it was doing, and it uh, turns out it's getting review bombed. Everything gets, literally every game gets review yeah. bombed. So. Like, specifically, they're going after it because I just thought it was funny. Like, you're going after it because, oh, it's too much like Zelda and it's too hard. Like, cool. Dude, just, just, let, just, just let people enjoy things. Yeah, good job, everybody. Remember when Breath of the Wild got review bombed because its score is too high, so I'm giving it a zero. Yeah, that's I haven't even played it, but it it shouldn't be a ten. All right, yeah, people are dumb. I don't care about review bombers. I think writing articles about people review bombing games is just giving them the attention they want. I don't think review bombing actually has any meaning anymore. So no, I just thought, I just thought it was funny because I saw it yeah. right after you said it was really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll touch a little bit more on it. That game is such a delight. It's such a surprise. Um. It's similar to Outer Wilds, and it's a game you don't want to look too much into. Just go play it. It's a Zelda-like. Um, I, it gave me some Hyper Light Drifter vibes, I was telling Andrew, which is, uh, I think, something that might excite you guys. Uh, what was the other thing I compared it to? I compared it to one more thing. Uh, Death's Door? Yeah, it, it yes, ha- okay. yeah, it had a similar vibe to what Death's Door was doing last year. Um, but I highly recommend Tunic. It is definitely one of my favorite things i've played so far this year um cool yeah i'm excited for you guys to give that a shot uh derek what do you want to talk about so i've been playing a lot of uh mario kart lately because the dlc came out a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys knew this but there is a mechanic called break drifting Uh. that uh I did not know existed, and it is basically how you beat 200cc, and now that I figured it out, I am, like, dominating the 200cc cups. Interesting, because I always greatly struggled with the 200cc cups. I couldn't do it. While you're drifting, you can break, Mm -hmm. and you keep your drift. Oh. Yeah, and so it, like, it it doesn't take away that much speed from you, which is, like really cool it basically lets you just like adjust your angle a little bit so you can make the corner easier i don't think it's like ever mentioned at all except in like if you go into like the game's like 
not it's not the settings it's like the info tab mm -hmm. it like has like tips for the game and it's like the bottom one on the list is break drifting and i was like what the hell is this and i was huh. like oh my god this is incredible so yeah i would always like actually break before getting into a corner and then like drift and yeah this yeah. makes it so much easier and it's it's a lot of fun interesting yeah. i'll have to give that a shot I got gold trophies and everything except for the 200s. And I was like, I just yeah. can't do this. I got it that, in a couple of them. But That's what I'm on now. All right. So. Nice. That's a good tip. Also, the DLC tracks are pretty good. I liked them. Mm. I played the first cup. So. I didn't get a chance to play the second cup yet. But uh, T-Con, what do you got? So, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I think this is kind of big for this game. They got rid of building in Fortnite for this season coming up. Yeah, I was talking to what? Andrew about that a bit. Uh, yeah, it's that's like four so... years too late, but cool. But, <laughs> yeah, because that's like the only reason why I don't play that game mm -hmm. is because the building. I can't. I will admit, I can't build that fast. Yeah. And like, it got real annoying when I'd shoot someone. And then they've got the Taj Mahal and I get sniped from the top of it in five seconds. Uh, yeah. So I stopped. So that's I feel like that is going to cripple a lot of the player base on that because they're just so reliant on building. So maybe, you know, give it a shot and just go. I'm destroy some I'm people. pretty sure it's a timed event and they're going to add it back in. But Andrew and I read that. Yeah, it's going to be uh, they might keep a mode in the game that is a no building mode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so. they're like hunting for someone that took like a special blueprint or whatever good that was the worst part of that game it's the only reason why we didn't play it, it was. regularly i think we would have really yeah, it played it a lot if it didn't no, have I, think, I think what they're doing with it is amazing the things they've accomplished with that game mm. but i just refuse to play it for the sheer fact of the building because <laughs> i'm not good at it. Uh, yeah, i saw that thought that was kind of interesting nice andrew what's your thing you want to talk about my shark bite is uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children On the Way to a Smile, which is a book that is based in the Final Fantasy VII world set after the events of Final Fantasy VII, but before the events of Advent Children. Uh, and it is this episodic chapter book of the... It, it shifts around perspectives from different characters from the party. And crucially, Denzel, who is the one of the... I guess, main characters of Advent Children. He's important to the plot of it, at least. Uh, and so my friend let me borrow that, and I have been reading it. Um, and it is very necessary for understanding what's going on in Advent Children. It, like, really explains, like, what the geostigma is, or at least the origin of it, and, like, what some of the characters have been up to for the last however long it's been, two years, right? In between Seven and Advent Children. Um so it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. Um, all the different characters' perspectives kind of have this. It, it like it really feels like it's from their own. It's being told from their voice. Like it, they each have this unique, um, like way of telling their story. So it's cool. Nice. Um, I just found an audio book of it, so maybe I'll listen to that at some point. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I, I. I want that so bad to be voiced by the same people who voiced the characters in remake because i would love listening to barrett talk <laughs> about <laughs> barrett's adventures for like 20 minutes right you know? that would have been really cool 
Um, cool. Well, my shark bite is I've been playing triangle strategy, which I don't think any of you ended up picking up. But it's I forgot that was coming out. It was one of my most anticipated games for this year. Um, tactical RPG by Square Enix in the visual style of um, Octopath Traveler. And I've been really enjoying it. It's super front-loaded with a ton of story. I think in the first... <laughs> excuse me in the first five hours i did one or two battles uh so Holy yeah crap yeah it is super story heavy in the beginning but it it sets up stuff to get you invested um so if you go into it knowing okay i'm gonna be watching a ton of cutscenes here and learning about all of these characters um and then from there go into playing it and doing the battles it's really cool i'm really enjoying it the combat is really really solid I enjoy the thing where you're making different choices. Specifically, they have impact. Like, you will do entirely different missions if depending on your choice. Um, and there was some times where I I got to the point where I had to make a decision and convince people uh, to kind of pick one of the two things. And I paused the game or I put the switch down and sat back and really thought about it. I was like, wow. This making this decision will have consequences on either side, and I really need to choose what I think is best for my party, but also the people of the kingdom, because you play as a prince or <coughs> one of the lords of one of the high houses, and your best friend is the prince. So it's it's cool. I really enjoy what it's doing. Um, it simplifies a lot of the depth in character com- customization that Final Fantasy Tactics has. But um, overall, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm definitely going to play it all the way through. Um, maybe sometime in the future, play a second playthrough, do different choices. There are some, like the first choice you make, uh, there are two characters. You get one character if you pick one choice and another if you pick the other. And So I'll never get that first character that I didn't get. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll play through a second time. It's, I said this about Fire Emblem Three Houses, though. Uh, because it's four different <laughs> I games. Was just, uh, I was and just going to ask you what side Edelgard was on. Um, I uh, Nick Vinaco borrowed that from me, and he's never given it back yet. So, That's because he's too obsessed. He is obsessed. He's probably, he's probably played through it four times. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, anyways, let's talk about Elden Ring. Uh, FromSoft's newest game in the the dark so- it's not a dark souls game but it's of the souls genre that they invented it's, it's a dark souls game yeah um but cool it or, is pretty cool um so all i dark guess souls games are cool adam except two <laughs> i yeah, guess no, I uh, we all have varying <laughs> levels of experience with dark souls game derek has played almost all of them he loves the franchise he loved from software um my andrew has played a couple of them and uh he at this he, point a, i've played almost all of them yeah and you're a fan of the genre of those oh, types I of games it. yeah dark souls one after playing it is now in my top five games ever um i personally have always had an interest but never really dove into them uh i don't know adam's feeling on it i've played a few hours of bloodborne and that is it okay and then Tikon has never touched any of these games and was very afraid and <laughs> apprehensive to try elden ring i wasn't af- i wasn't af- Afraid. I just had no interest of it because I've seen how sadistic to the player these games are, and I was like, 
fuck that. <laughs> That'll just infuriate me. <laughs> yeah, that that tends like, to be right. what I have been enlightened. Good. Um, so yeah, I guess I, the best place to start here uh, is to go around and each of us talk about how we feel about Elden Ring, how far we are in it, what our our build is, and uh, I guess we can start by kind of talking about the game, its popularity. This is uh, the second highest rated game of all time on open critic at a 97 right now is it 97 96 is it oh did it go down a little bit actually i was looking at your fantasy scores today and Mm -hmm. i think it said it's a net of 95 whoa so it's slowly gone down over time um yeah but it debuted at a 97 which is massive i thought it debuted at a 90 right it was a 97 because mario odyssey is the only one yes that was ever a 98 um no, I think Mario Odyssey was a 97 as well. But it I think it was 98 on Metacritic, 97 on Open Critic. Okay. Either way, it's a really really good game. Yeah, it's one everyone of, loves this game. Yeah. Uh I feel like I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about this game at any point. Uh it is universally loved, one of the highest rated video games of all time. And uh kind of has taken the internet by storm. A whole world of memes have been created from this <laughs> endless interesting articles the speedrunning community is ripping this game apart cutting the the like times down by minutes every day um yeah it's it's kind of become a cultural phenomenon which is it's cool to see and be a part of a game like this i don't remember a game like this doing something like this since breath of the wild i don't know if you guys can think of an example where a game took over gaming. skyrim yeah, back in 2012. Um, yeah, Sky- Skyrim had its memes. No, 2011 um, was Skyrim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there hasn't been a game like this that's this kind of open world game where you you go out and you just explore um, and it, you create so many water cooler moments that you talk to your friends about. Um, but yeah, I guess let's go. Let's go talk. Uh, how do we want to do this? What order do we want to do? I guess we can do it by playtime. I'm going first because Andrew has only, probably the least amount of playtime. I've played like f- five or less hours, <laughs> not <laughs> necessarily by choice. All right, Andrew. Um, so you you go first. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Elden Ring? Uh, I really like it. I am not quite at the level yet where I think it's one of the best games ever made. Um, I really like the linearity of the Souls games. Um, I think it, uh, like specifically the level design in like Dark Souls and, and Demon Souls is one of the my favorite parts about them, and it helps drive me towards like you know a focused goal. Uh, but to on like the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Elden Ring's open world is absolutely masterful in that it looks interesting visually while also being densely populated with things to do that don't feel meaningless. Uh, you know, there are always really unique enemy designs laying around random, like enemies that are, are hidden from you that will drop out of the sky, like a giant bear, for example. <laughs> yep. um, there's like hidden small dungeons that have either cra- like important crafting materials or unique weapons, unique bosses. I just fought this like fucking weird toy soldier dog thing. Oh yeah. Uh, I fought that. And it is exactly like you said, Jeff, the water cooler aspect of it, the the moments it creates, you know, like I was explaining the dog 
the toy soldier dog thing to you this morning and mm -hmm. you had never heard of it. Whereas Adam just, you know, as soon as I said it, knew exactly who I was talking about. Uh, and it's like every, every thing you experience in this game is worth talking about in a way, even down to the classes. I'm personally playing as a warrior, which is the dual swords wielding character. Uh, that's the build that I did in dark souls two. And so I, I'm trying a similar build here. I'm not super sure if I'm going to stay with it forever. I might switch to a samurai because that seemed pretty interesting to me. I like having bows and arrows for range stuff. Um, that being said, I haven't played a lot of it. I have played, I have basically been aimlessly wandering around Limgrave for the last several hours, uh, just fighting random dudes. Sometimes, like, I'll play for like 30 minutes, fight like grind up a thousand runes which at this point is not even close to enough to level me up and then i'll just die to something random like i, I was telling jeff earlier I, I beat that toy soldier dog thing and then jumped off and then i was running away from something else jumped off a cliff and then at the bottom of that cliff happened to be the spot where the dragon in the lake spawns and the dragon <laughs> landed on me before i was able to realize that that's what it was and i died instantly and i was like all right that's enough elden ring for today <laughs> um, yeah it'll do that to you yeah but i really really like it you know it has the same core like it's essentially a one-to-one -one copy of the souls formula combat it feels identical to dark souls and it, it's always been a great feeling uh system so i love that um but the kind of the the it feels a little bit more creative which is um it fits very nicely with the open world framework so because it's all about, you know, creativity and carving your own path. Nice. So, yeah. All right. So now I will shut up for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming, Adam, you have the next least amount of time in the uh, game. Probably. I think I'm, I'm hovering around eight. Okay. So, yeah, this, uh, the only other uh, Souls like I've played is Bloodborne. And I'm not even that far into Bloodborne. I just keep dying to the same boss and what i can appreciate about elden ring is the fact that in being open world if you run into something that you're not prepared for you have the option of let me go this way now like let me go find let me go you know let me go grind let me go get some runes let me go find some cool stuff and i'll come back to this thing whereas it kind of feels like it's you can grind in bloodborne but it's very repetitive because the world is not nearly as open and different so even when you're grinding in this to get stronger which is what i had to do for like a solid hour the other day like i just sat and killed those giants that wander around Limgrave because they give you like a thousand runes a piece whereas in bloodborne it's like okay i'm going to kill these five guys respawn and kill those same five guys again until i've got enough money because you don't have that option in bloodborne because it's like uh well i'm on this boss and i can't move forward until i beat this boss so you know, throw head at issue and rinse and repeat till you win. It's kind of what it can feel like sometimes, and I'm not getting that at all here. See, I just yesterday beat the uh, the first, well, what I think is the first like story boss. He's the you know he uh, he had a cut. Yeah, Margit. I finally beat him Good the other drafted. day. Yeah, yeah, the fell omen. Yeah, it was very, omen, yeah. very very interesting boss fight. It took me several attempts to beat him, but I had that option of I'm gonna go the other way and go kill some other things. And I I went back to him now with the Moonvale Katana. Because mm. I, I hardlined that boss until I beat it. I have yet to defeat Margaret. Yeah. 
So I'm running around with all this cool loot yeah, that I figured out where to go find. In and you have Moonvale. <laughs> yeah. I went and just I tried that boss many times until I went and got Moonvale. Hmm. So now I have Moonvale. That's the sword that God scales damn. off of intelligence. It does, which yeah. is working for my caster build. I need to find that. Yeah. So what did what class did you start as? I started as the prisoner because I kind of wanted to delve into like the magic because that's one of the things I was having a little bit of issue with in Bloodborne, just having to be super close to do any damage. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be able to like get back away and do some damage I needed to before going in. Like give me more time to figure out boss patterns mm -hmm. instead of having to be there, especially with, you know, I'm still running that issue of, I think my next few level ups are going to be strictly into health. Cause I'm still at the point where like one to two boss shots can still murder me, mm. which does not give you a lot of time to recover, especially mm. with, you know, the fact that you have to walk slow and take a few seconds to heal. So there've been many moments where like, okay, let me heal. And all of a sudden the boss says, Oh, I got his ass now. And just jumps at me and murders me <laughs> mid heal. I have noticed that happen a lot as well. <laughs> so yeah, the, the problem being you have to, the magic itself is a high risk, high reward thing. Cause you have to, move fairly slowly to cast. So that's why I'm kind of going for like a mixed build right now with a katana and a staff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, approach it boss by boss, see what happens. Nice. I will say, though, the boss to get the Moonvale katana from, I did look it up, and man, that boss sucks. Wait, how did you, yes, did yes, you not does. beat that boss? I did. How did you beat it? I spammed magic at it. Oh. Is it? And played like I played like a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you how to play Dark Souls, Adam. You play however you want, even if magic is busted. Yep, magic is busted. I played like a bitch to get my katana, and I'm proud Dark, of that. Dark Souls fans are mad. Get mad if you use a controller. Like, yeah, if you didn't beat the game on a potato, are you really playing Dark Souls? <laughs> I mean, if you didn't beat it in a separate sensory deprivation tank with telepathic abilities, then what are you doing? Yeah, but that, that katana is really, it's actually not, the katana is not that far from Limgrave. Okay. You do have to wander in the next area to the east. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to warn you, the boss is kind of tough. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, did look it up because uh, I... Yeah, it's... <sighs> It's funny because like I'm thirty plus hours in, and I'm like oh, near where that boss is now, going to fight it for like the first time. Huh. <laughs> Do I have the most play time? That's, Wait, what's your play time? Sounds like it. Forty-five Do we want... hours. Damn. Jeez, dude. Impressive. That's impressive. In less, than, in less than two weeks. One of us. <laughs> One of us. A part-time job. Made in less. <laughs> no, I didn't play last night. Oh, no. Okay. So it would have been more. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, uh, overall, this game is awesome. I love the way the game looks. The story has me intrigued, even though I don't know that many details yet. Mm -hmm. The, the boss fight. Yeah, read item descriptions. Uh, the boss fights are all memorable, even like the little mini bosses, because it's kind of cool to just walk into an open area, and then all of a sudden the health bar appears. Like, oh, no, I guess I'm in a boss fight. <laughs> Well, Let's see how this terrifying. goes. Oh yeah, I know. I now know that feeling of just seeing the health bar appear, <laughs> and it's an awesome feeling. But yeah, now I'm gonna go wreck shit with my katana because my my feeling going into this was okay. Let me figure out where to get a few really good weapons, and then I don't want to know anything. Okay. Yeah. Just because I haven't I haven't played before, and now like, I haven't looked up any story things. I just want to know where to get the good loot. There are story things. 
as, as uh, they're supposed to be. Not George really. R. R. Martin, but... Jeff. You know somebody is fucking their cousin. I really don't think George R. R. Martin did anything. I think they just I'm had a, a conversation with him. <laughs> I know. So I think what? <laughs> he apparently did some writing for this game. He he didn't write well, anything. Yeah, yeah. He did that he, was the world building. He built yeah. He like built the world that the world was then built off of. Yes. Like okay, he, so said, he, he, he gave like, him, he gave him like a baseline. Yeah. He like here are some like cool Norse ideas. Now go and that's what they did. Like yeah. he was you know that, it's very very. I was. It was like. Good. As it. He's like he wrote what's the the similar the similarian or whatever that's like the that's, whole back story uh, to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the like, Silmarillion. Yeah, the Silmarillion. That's what it is. Wasn't that also Tolkien? Didn't Tolkien yeah, but he, yeah. he's, he's he making wrote, a comparison. But, yeah, oh, I'm gotcha. making like you don't have to read the Similarian to know anything about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Just yeah. like you don't need to know what George R. R. Martin did yeah. to know anything about Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, way, yeah, it was, I, I it was like, one of the like biggest stories about this game. Yeah, it was the fact that R.R. Martin was in on it. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to know where to get the good loot because I know this is kind of how this works. Like, mm -hmm. there's no random drops. Everything is in a certain spot. And yeah, I probably shouldn't have went to go go fight that boss, but here I am, and I did it. You did it, and now you got a cool and that's sword. What, and took, that's took, what Souls games are about, Adam. Is perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like 20 tries to beat that goddamn dragon. All right, that all right. somehow is able to hold the sword and spit magma at me. So welcome to welcome to Elden Ring. I think mm -hmm. I fought that guy and couldn't beat him, so I left. It's a magma worm. Magma worm, yeah. Or one of the magma worms. Yeah. In, uh, oh God, there's more. <laughs> Gale Tunnel, Gold Tunnel. Yeah, Gale Tunnel. That's where the Moonvale is. I've yeah. definitely been there. Was there a yeah. pot? Yeah. The pot guy was standing yeah. outside. Yes. Alexander. Yeah. One of the greatest NPCs I've met so far. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you the, also the main reason I wanted the Moonvale is that one gripe I have uh, based on builds. Very early on in the game, there is almost nothing good for dexterity builds. Like all yeah. the weapons, all the weapons I've been finding are purely strength. <laughs> The, the twin blades. The Uchi guitar. Yeah, I just yeah. found that. Well, I think not yesterday, the day before. I was like, son of a bitch. I've been over here like five times. Didn't realize that the twin blade was right there. <laughs> yeah, so that's my only gripe. Like, you know, you can do all these different builds, but like some are much easier to get online earlier than others. Mm. So like, the Uchi katana is really good to start out. Yeah, but that's uh, the only if you start. really good. That's only if you start samurai, though. Right? No, you can get the Uchi Katana uh, really early on too. Actually, oh, okay. it's in. Well, uh, it's in. I don't remember what tunnel or uh, tunnel or cave it is, but it's <laughs> well, um. Too late. I already got the Moonvale. Like, slightly diagonally from the first church that you go to, it's it's right in there. Yeah, it's hanging it's right on a wall. There. Oh, it's on a wall. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you have to open the lever to open the or use a lever to open up a hidden door run up and then you can go grab it it's right. just like stabbed through a body we're getting in, into weird niche unnecessary oh. to talk about things uh, <laughs> all right all right so i think i'm next on the play time i think i'm somewhere between 15 and 20 hours um i'm really enjoying this game i had no previous experience with anything dark souls my i started as the astrologer and i'm doing an almost full intelligence build so i'm slinging spells um i put a whip in my offhand to conserve mana to kill enemies with very low health and not have to waste another 
magic attack on them. Um, but yeah, just exploring this world is so... It's very fun to aimlessly wander, as Andrew said, uh, and just run into cool random shit that you're just like, what is that? Like, I just walked by a four-legged bell tower that's just wandering around, <laughs> I think was the last thing that I saw before I turned off the game. Mm. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? There's a lot of things that are, what the fuck is that? Preceded by, I wonder if I can kill it. Preceded by me throwing a spell at it. And then doing an, like non-factor amount of damage to its health bar and going guess i can't fight that thing and leaving um so it's a lot of that over and over but i've been really enjoying it um this being my first experience with souls combat i think it's not my favorite thing i think it is and i'm not saying it's bad i just personally don't enjoy it it is slower it is more you get locked in your animations once you you have to commit to your moves and then you cannot for the most part cannot break out of things once you've started doing them um that's never been my favorite style of thing um i like games where i can be in the middle of an attack and cancel that attack by doing a dash roll in a different direction um, which is, is how most games do it these days um but as a sorcerer it's not something i run into super often i think the creature design in this game is so cool uh just running into all these weird monsters um just out in the world interacting sometimes interacting with each other interacting with the world is always so cool to see um yeah i i pers i don't think i'm ever gonna play another dark souls game after playing this i think i would not enjoy the face andrew just gave me it was a little um <laughs> yeah i just don't think i would enjoy this combat in a game where I can't just run away and fuck off and do something else. If I'm not enjoying what I'm doing in a given moment, I think I would fall off of those games really quickly. Um, but for the most part, I've, yeah, I've still been really enjoying this game. It's not, I can understand the high insane levels of praise it's getting. It's for me personally, I would rather play breath of the wild or Skyrim and which I think are games that are trying to do similar things with that level of open world, not a ton of icons. You just go and do, and you run into something. And then that like snowballs into you doing this other thing. And it just kind of goes like, I've never beaten Skyrim because I just do infinite exploring and random nonsense bullshit, um, which is basically what this game is. And um, I think I just like the world and combat of breath of the wild better. Um, and I know, uh, that's not actually it may be a more common opinion than i think but i would not blame anyone for saying oh yeah elden ring is my favorite game ever and it's the best open world game ever i totally understand where everyone is coming from uh it's just not that for me that being said i i think about this game a lot and i want to keep playing it a lot and i'm going to keep playing it do i ever think i will get to the end of this game i don't know maybe um probably not i feel like i can't play it in large spans of time i feel like it's so energy draining in this game and can sometimes be mentally draining um so i'll play for a couple hours of time and i'll just be in the middle of an open field just running looking for something to do and just think uh i need a break from elden ring <laughs> 
and then I'll I'll stop playing Elden Ring. But then I can go play something like Tunic or Triangle Strategy, uh, and kind of use them to refresh my desire to go back into that world and do more exploring and get the shit kicked out of me. Um, I will say the early stages of the game has been a bit of a bummer doing an intelligence magic build because you don't find anything new spell-wise or equipment-wise to equip for a very long time. Um, You're just finding all these swords and shields and all this armor that you can't put on because your strength's not high enough. So it was a bit of a bummer doing that. And I don't think there are a ton of... um, You have way more limited options when it's magic. And I was telling Teek on this at some point where there are combat scenarios where sometimes I feel bored because I'm playing magic because I just walk up to the general proximity of something, tap R1 twice, and the thing dies. And then I move on with my life. I'm not engaging in it. So part of me thought about maybe starting again and doing a more traditional combat-based build so it felt more engaging. But then, I don't know. I feel like I might be too far for that. And then I was having a conversation with Tikon. He was like, whoa, you can respec at some point. But if I respec, I have no experience doing any up-close fighting because I've just been slinging spells. And I'm going to be fighting things that are way harder to fight than the things that you'd fight in the beginning of the game that teach you that level of combat. So I feel like it's a uh, a lost cause at this point. Um, So I don't know what to do about that. But overall, I am definitely enjoying it. I'm thinking about it a lot. It's a super fun game. I can understand why people would say this is their favorite game ever. I can understand why this game is inevitably going to win every Game of the Year award. uh, Unless... um, Breath of the Wild. I really think Breath of the Wild 2 is the only game that could come out and potentially contest this game at winning Game of the Year at a lot of uh, places. Maybe God of War, but I think this I game would even beat God of War. slim chance God of War Ragnarok does. I think this game would even beat God of War, uh, if I had to guess. But we'll see. I mean, I, think, I think so, too. Yeah. It depends. That's a tough call for me because God of War 2018 was so... Like, I don't, not I don't want to say revolutionary, but like it's such a you like contained experience mm. and a sequel. I while I'm excited for it and it's going to be at a at like its floor is very high, um, for how good it's going to be. But I don't know how much better it has to be from the first one to really separate it and say this is still like a game of the year contender. You know? Yeah. I, I think it'll be a similar reason as to why The Last of Us Part Two didn't win a lot of Game of the Years. It's like, yeah, this is really good, but it's more of that thing that was revolutionary and incredible. So it just loses a little bit there. Whereas Elden Ring is more kind of a new, exciting, revolutionary thing. Or not necessarily revolutionary. It's just merging a lot of things into a really awesome package. Anyways. I think this is this is I think the reason Elden Ring is is as good as it is is because it's the first game that copied Breath of the Wild correctly. <laughs> yes, uh, I heard Genshin Impact does a pretty good job, but who plays nah, Genshin Impact? Um, yeah, <laughs> this is the first game where the game trusts you. It throws you into its world and just says, "Fucking go figure it out. Have fun." Um, which is another reason why I appreciate Tunic because it does a very similar thing. Go play Tunic, guys. It's fucking sweet. Um, Anyways, that's how I feel about Elden Ring. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but I don't think I'm as high on it as everyone else is. But that's... I don't know if that's saying a lot when everyone else says it's the one of the greatest things ever made. Yeah, it's just not your thing. Um, 
All right, Derek. Which in this case, is the wrong opinion. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I just, I, I want to make it very clear. I really, really, I'm just messing really with like Elden Ring. In case anyone thinks that I'm saying that I don't like, I really, really like Elden Ring. Just not as much as Breath of the Wild. What do you want me to do? Um, there have been times where I'm playing it and I'm like, oh, maybe I could start a new Breath of the Wild file. Your horse can't double jump in Breath of the Wild, Joe. Greatest horse in video games in Elden Ring, yep. by the way. No contest. It's its own, it's its own category yeah. this year at yeah. our awards, and it already won. Greatest horse <laughs> of the year. All right, Derek. I think. Well, you, how about we can we? Sorry, this is just a stupid. Tidbit. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we keep we keep best shark, but we may will we put the horse in that category? <laughs> in, in in lieu of sharks, here's a horse. Um, in a surprise turn of events, I think Derek is the next person uh, in the time <laughs> yeah, play yeah. category. So, Derek, why don't you uh, talk about your thoughts on Elden Ring as the most experienced Dark Souls Soulsborn yeah. fan here? Uh, I I think it's uh, interesting that you say you don't you like you might not never play another Souls game because I feel like after you've played your first one, stepping into another is uh very very easy um i mean bloodborne was my first and stepping into the souls games like the dark souls series after that was it felt like i you know i I had to adjust to some things but you know uh it does the the it's like saying i've played breath of the wild and i'm never going to play another zelda game again like the the core systems of the games are all built on what they built when they bought made Zelda one eighty years twenty years ago or four, my, thirty years ago. My defense for but, that is I like the way the Zelda games play, and they change it right, enough right. where the dark. If this is what the combat is going to be in the other Dark Souls games, but it's way more linear, then that's just something I don't have interest in. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, I I still think. You should, but anyway, I think the I think the design <laughs> philosophies of the linear linear versus open world are reflected in the bosses because, like I was, I think I was saying this to you the other day, actually. Um, and Derek Tikon, whoever, can feel free to chime in and, and tell me I'm wrong because I because I haven't gotten that far. But from my experience, I think that the bosses in Dark Souls are much easier to overcome through simple pattern recognition. Um, whereas the yes. ar- the bosses in Elden Ring are artificially a little more difficult to allow you to go and explore and grind. Okay. Yeah, uh, that is a hundred percent true. Uh, like the first few bosses in any Souls game are typically much much easier than uh, Marguerite. <laughs> okay. Uh, who is your like so you t- sometimes your first boss encounter? Uh, just because there is so much game before you get to that point, and then yes, like the the complexities of of the move sets do not hit like that's like a, a mid to late game. His move set and all the shit that he's done. He has a right. He has a or no? Maybe I'm thinking of Godric. Uh, like yeah, he's got the giant hammer. He's got the daggers. He's oh, got yeah, the large yeah, yeah. All, like all the changes in his move set and like the surprises. Like yeah, that's a very like I mean. I would just because I, I know I was telling you, Jeff. Like, yeah, go here, go down and fight. Like that boss that you fight at the the bottom of the peninsula mm-hmm. or whatever in the castle. That's like you're closer to your typical 
like first couple bosses in a Dark Souls game. That 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 little castle is like typical for your first dungeon, you know, your first linear dungeon or whatever. But yeah, I like I really am enjoying this game in a lot of ways and it's because of I like the biggest thing I think is just the you can just go do whatever. Yeah. And like I opened a chest. I don't know if this has happened to you guys yet. And I got teleported to yep. like the farthest northern point on a map where there was just a giant guy and a cliff. And I was just was like, what <laughs> do that, I do that here? That happened to me too. Yeah. <laughs> like but super it, early on. Yeah. I was like, should I try to beat this guy? And I, I tried hitting him a couple. It was like same thing. I tried hitting him a couple times. I was like, oh no, I'm not. There's no way. I tried. I went to see if there was like another way off the cliff. Whatever. No. Okay. Guess I'm fast traveling out of here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that, I don't know. I just like that. There's little things like that that kind of is like here's what's to come. Uh, yeah. I I've just been like tearing the map apart, trying to to search every crevice for every little thing, even if it has, like, zero use to me. Uh, I just like knowing that, like, oh, okay, this is here. This is here. Um, it it definitely feels like the game... Similar... As opposed to a, the, Dark, like, the Dark Souls series, where you kind of... Once you pick something, that's probably what you're going to do for the rest of the game. Like, there's not many chances to respec or whatever... Um, this game, I feel like at any time, it's like, hey, if you wanted to do something else, you can. Like, I I just started buying up all the spells, because I was like, why not fuck around with magic for a little bit? Like, I'm doing just fine combat-wise in, like, uh, melee combat, so, like, maybe I could screw around with magic and see if it's something I want to, uh, like, put more points into. Uh, mainly because I found a lot of weapons that like are melee but also scale off of some type of magic, and that makes me want to like invest some points there so I can try out these really cool weapons, and then also have magic to to help out with enemies that like are weaker to magic and stuff like that. Um, I started out as the the wretch, right? Is it is it wretch in this one? I can't. I yeah, can never remember. that's the one that's wearing a diaper and yeah. has a club. Yeah. So you start off. There ten points in every category. Blank slate, level one. Uh, I beat two bosses with just that club. Jesus! <laughs> All it does is one move, where you just like bonk the ground in front of you. Uh, but I didn't find a weapon. Oh, I didn't have another weapon drop f- for my first like five hours of the game. Because uh, I just like wasn't going to places where the weapons were. And then when I finally did find a weapon, it strength stat was still too high for uh me to use so i had to use it two-handed <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah and like then eventually i like so i think i i started finding more things and like getting into it because by that point i was like okay now i don't have to play it safe because i have more than just a club like i was i was using stealth a lot because all i had was this stupid club <laughs> <laughs> and no armor uh yeah, I think I beat that that cat thing. The cat weird statue thing was the first boss I killed and I killed it with the club. 
Nice. Mm. Uh, Impressive. Yeah, I it, it was the a huge test of my like patience and understanding in this game. I remember being kind of frustrated, like you know, usually by now the game kind of has presented you like some weapons to use. Because uh, usually you don't start off with any weapons unless, like, your class starts with a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, usually in the first, like, hour, it's like, hey, like here's a knife, here's a sword. Uh, but Elden Ring is like, nope, you've got a club, you got to go out there and find... Uh, what, I think I got, like, a rare drop, actually. It was, like, a sword from one of the knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I, I, I do, I'm doing what I always have done in all the Souls games, and that's uh great swords and colossal great swords because it's fun uh to just hit enemies and stop all of their animations <laughs> even bosses that, that's the thing you can do with great swords <laughs> oh yeah so there's oh. there's a stat and i don't know if you it's called poise okay is that and it's basically how the higher the stat the higher your poise okay. the less likely you are to get staggered or like knocked down mm-hmm. and all enemies also have a poise stat so typically great swords and colossal great swords do enough damage that or have like a high enough poise check or whatever that like most enemies will fail and get staggered even if they're like in an animation so it's i don't know i've always really liked uh like time just because it's it you say you like fast and animation canceling and all this yeah. stuff i love the slow methodical like if i miss time my hit in any way it could be the difference between losing and winning but if i get it right and i know my weapon timings i can just like stun lock bosses and stuff like that to like keep them in place like eventually you do enough damage to put them into uh the like the repost so you can like do a massive critical hit and stuff like that uh right now i i have a curved great sword that also does blood loss build up so on enemies that can like have blood uh at, after enough hits they take like a huge chunk of health out and so that's really also super satisfying to 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 use um yeah it's it's great i've i, I can't stop doing it like at every <laughs> souls game i think maybe i'll change it up and then i'll find like my first great sword and i'll be like no nope, going right back into it <laughs> i would love to try all these different builds and weapons but it would take so much time to put enough time into each one to figure out which one i like the best so i the the best part i think about it uh about the game and i I think some people have had different luck with this i feel like i found a lot of upgrade materials okay so i've i have like six or seven weapons that i have close to within my range of like where i'm at in the game so i think i have a few at like plus seven uh my highest is at plus 10 or plus 11 i think um (laughs) and that like so I've switched around a few times between these different weapons to find out like which one, which which animations do I like like better, which ones can I re- read better, uh, stuff like that. So I feel like the game does a decent job, like saying like, hey, if you wanted to fuck around with thrusting swords for a little bit, like you can upgrade that rapier you found to a plus eight, so you're not walking around with a level one rapier in like a mid to late game area you can get that all the way up to you know whatever you need to be so you can have fun and use it for a little bit 
And that's, I guess, the best part about the open world is, like, you don't have to go to the mid to late game area to learn how to use this sword. Like, you can go back to Limgrave and explore around a little bit and just learn, hey, like, maybe there's something I didn't do over here and I can learn how to use magic or I can learn how to use this sword and get used to it. And then I can go back to where I was and, like, keep going. I guess more so what I'm talking about is I have no no points in strength right now. So I can't use any weapon, and it would be a waste for me to put points into strength to be able to test to see if I even like these weapons. And then it would take me forever to level up to a point where my strength would be good enough to compete with the things I'm fighting now with my intelligence level. You know what I'm trying to say? So Yeah, like, I, I guess, like... Completely different playstyle, not just, um, do I like this sword versus this sword? Like, do I want to use magic or do I want to use dexterity weapons or strength weapons? That That's more so what I'm talking about. That I guess I feel like you can eventually put just enough into each to, like, get the base versions of yeah. a lot of weapons. Like, sword, like, or at least, like, uh, great swords and, and right, like, you can two-hand them and you, you don't get the penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I think that works for all weapons, like melee weapons. As long as if you two-hand them, you won't get penalized for not having the requirement to wield them. All weapons? I, except, I, except like stabs and stuff. I didn't know there... I thought... Okay, hold on. So if something has a strength 18, that doesn't matter if I ha- put it in both hands? Yeah, if, you're, if you put like two-hand mode on... You usually are fine, I want to say. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. I will look into that. Um, all right. Uh, we, we're at 50 minutes in this recording. We yeah. haven't even talked to Tegan yet. So, <laughs> I guess give me a two-sentence summary on your overall thoughts, Derek. Uh, this is currently uh i was gonna say like my top it's in my top souls games of all time okay (laughs) i actually don't know it's very hard (laughs) i really really like this game but i uh also really 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 like all the other games it's because all the souls games are are really really good and you guys Mm -hmm. should play them yeah uh i don't i don't think the open world aspect of for me makes the game automatically better than the rest. Okay. The open world is cool, and I like open world games. But at the same, I I I know at some point I'm going to get to that point where that open world is going to either become repetitive mm-hmm. or or dull or you just don't like, want to explore it anymore. Yeah, and and that's just the the flaw of every open world game. I mean, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was my favorite Assassin's Creed game for really for a while. And then eventually as I got 80 hours into the game, I was like, I don't want to be in this game anymore because the, like the open world was so dull at that point. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a flaw of playing a game for 200 hours or if it's just a flaw, like it's, I don't know. It's hard to make a, massive open world that is fresh for every hour when you're playing it for 200 hours yeah so that makes sense which is why breath of the wild is so successful i never got bored of that <laughs> but you you just i did with that. yeah i know <laughs> I, I disagree with it <laughs> all right tikan 
you were a little apprehensive coming into this. You had never played a Souls game before. You are now 45 hours in to Elden Ring. How do you feel about Elden Ring, Tikon? Uh, so this has kind of done what uh final fantasy 7 remake did for final fantasy games for me i never wanted to play them had no interest for them i started it and then i became obsessed i have been obsessed with this game uh <laughs> i talk about it every single day at work uh with my buddy who is a very big souls veteran um i'm constantly thinking about it i have played way too much um since i picked it up uh easily the hardest game i've ever played in my life though because never playing a souls game um i i really didn't know uh what to expect and the combat just kicked my ass repeatedly <laughs> so for the first couple hours i was getting really aggravated but now i still get my ass kicked but i think i understand it a lot more and i'm finally at like a level and i'm starting to get really good gear where things are getting a little more manageable like um probably 40 hours into the game not eight i finally got Moonvale, uh and then i went back to limegrave and i made the tree sentinel and that dragon my bitches <laughs> uh where in the beginning Beginning, uh, they would just repeatedly kill me, and I would do very little damage to them. Uh, I think they hit me once, and I just destroyed them. Uh, there was another boss that um, I didn't even, never even fought before, never even got to him. I just randomly found him when I was re-exploring Limegrave, and I two-shot it. I was like, this feels great. But the game uh, humbles you very quickly. Uh, I'd be... I beat Godric my first attempt like ever against him. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I felt like a god. And then I walked outside and got pummeled to death by like a couple low-level guards because <laughs> they like corner locked me and stunned me. Um, a lot of the time, I'm just out exploring. I'm literally combing like every single inch of the areas that I'm in trying to find everything because something new always pops up and i found you also have to go back and talk to people like several times because you may have come across something like um when i was in the mistwood uh the mistwood ruins i kept hearing a, a wolf howl but i never see one i was like ah, oh, great it's probably going to be some werewolf that's gonna just fuck me up and then i went back to the first church and i was talking to kale he's like oh you probably heard that wolf howl right it's like you know what i have <laughs> tell me about it and he's basically he's like that's my buddy blade you gotta go find him i was like <laughs> all right cool and he gives you a snap gesture and you hear him so you snap and this massive werewolf dude just jumps from the the top of the ruin and you talk to him or i very slowly walked up to him i was ready to get my ass handed to me and then the triangle button to talk popped up. I was like, oh, thank God, this is just a really cool NPC. And I started talking to him, and I started his quest line. Um, and he's he's awesome. Alexander is also probably one of the greatest characters I've ever seen in the game. He's yeah. just this giant pot stuck in the ground, and he just wants you to give him a little bonk on his back to get him. Um, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I randomly found him again in a tunnel when I was trying to get uh, Moonvale for the first time. 
I also just got the Meteoric Ore Blade, which is another really cool katana that you slam it into the ground. It creates a gravity well that sucks everything to you. Huh. Um, so I started off as the samurai, and it was my goal from the beginning to kind of do like an intelligence dexterity hybrid build. So I run a staff in my left hand and my katana in my right. So I do a nice mixture of spells and um melee combat and oh, that's what i'm doing too it's fun for a while i had the uchi katana and so the uchi katana is like a normal weapon it's not like a special weapon so you can um, apply greases to it you can imbue it with magic uh and i always felt so awesome when i would just take my staff and just like drag it across the sword and the sword would start to glow blue as it's imbued with magic and do a bunch of extra damage um yeah, overall, uh, I am absolutely loving this game. I I think it's like, so I, I was obsessed with Skyrim, but I think this is like everything I've wanted Skyrim to really be. Hmm. I think it's Skyrim, but better, honestly. Wow. Um. Yeah. Like the open world is, everything just looks so pretty. Um, and I'm just having so much fun exploring and, when those random boss music starts playing and there's just a health bar the size of the bottom of your screen it's like oh great like there was one time i was in a swamp and it was the boss music came up and it just says death bird i'm like what the hell is a death bird and then there was just this <laughs> massive decaying bird that rushed at me and immediately killed me it's like oh that that's a death bird yes <laughs> or when in the very beginning i was like an hour not even an hour into the game i see a message that says don't go dragon ahead. I was talking to you. I was like, yeah, I don't believe like, this. Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> I walk up, a dragon comes flying out of the sky and slams into me and kills me. So from there on out, I read almost every single message, even if it's a lie or not. Liar ahead. Yeah. And I hit almost every single wall. Oh, no, now I, they I found a wall, wall that you have to hit 50 fucking times yeah, for it to go what away. Is up with that, man? Which I don't know how someone figured it out unless they went into like the code of the game somehow. I, I don't know who's just sitting hitting each wall 50 times. I don't know, dude. There was a one, there was one time I was playing Dark Souls 1 or 2 where I was trying to open a hidden door, and I must have hit that wall a lot trying to figure out how to open it. <laughs> Sometimes you just know. That there's a hidden door. Dark soul things. I've uh I've also dabbled a little bit with summoning people just to like see how it is and playing with them. And I think that's like really cool. And it's also helpful to them because they get the rune arcs. Um but I did I was so mad. I summoned this one dude and we were we were running up a hill and then it just says you are invaded by and it wasn't an NPC invasion, it was an actual person invasion, which I have been terrified of. And um, I, I I I watch videos on this game constantly too, just like tips, tricks, different like builds to kind of see what would you know tickle my fancy or whatever. And I see a lot of people doing PvP, and I always see there's like a certain decorum or whatnot. Like, like you know, you know, you come up, you're supposed to do like the whole bow gesture and whatnot. This dude just ran straight at me swinging, so I like panicked. I hit him with my moon veil, and I took a sliver of his health away. I was like. <laughs> I am so fucked. He, I think I got two shot. Ugh. Just destroyed me. I was like, yeah. And then he started teabagging me. I was like, this dude's an <laughs> asshole. They exist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I would. I, I would venture those. that 
all Souls players who invade other players' worlds to a, to a degree are an asshole. Yeah, I'm not. I'm personally not a fan of other people being in my single player game. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how I think it's. I think it's cool that you can summon people and like work with people for dungeons and boss fights if you're having like a really really hard time. Uh, but yeah, the whole that you can just get randomly invaded sucks. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know how it is in Elden Ring, but at least in Dark Souls, you can just disconnect your game from the network. That way, I think you can. Yeah, you can play happen. offline. There's but also... if you do that, you don't get the messages, and those are fun. That leads me and to my next point, which all is that of there... the uh, the blood stains. Yeah, Curse of the Moon. There are which items are... in Dark Souls that protect against invaders. Oh, yeah, like soapstones and shit. Okay. Or like, I don't, I don't remember what they're called. Derek, do you know? Can you only get invaded anyway if you like opt in? Which typically, by opting in, you maybe are like summoning someone or something like that. Like I, usually, I think I think so. You have to use what is it, like the finger calling yeah, remedy yeah, or something. Say, I've I've not been invaded other than NPC invasions. Yeah, that's the only time I was invaded. It was while yeah, using yeah. that. Now that I think about it, I've, finger. I've only been invaded by NPCs. But uh, yeah, try finger buttholes. Now one of my favorite things to say in the whole world. Uh, real funny. <laughs> Very clever. Elden Ring Instinct. players. Instinct yeah. classic. Uh, or, or, or try skill ahead. So, yes, thank you. I am trying. <laughs> trying very hard <laughs> eric said he found one that was nice chest ahead <laughs> that, oh that's like, that's the classic dark souls one amazing chest ahead amazing chest ahead and it's just yeah whenever or, you're approaching a female npc or you nice. see like someone kneeling on the ground and it's time for head question mark and then you see like the person like this or like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fucking christ um yeah cool well i'm, I'm glad you you're enjoying it. it sounds like we're all really enjoying it uh, yeah i think we're gonna hear <laughs> yeah, about this game for the rest of our lives I probably think it will come up as often in conversation as breath of the wild seems to do um yeah i think this is a, a big success of a video game good job from software you made a <laughs> a banger as the kids say i think that's what from is known for though making bangers uh, yeah, they haven't really missed. But nothing, but nothing before Demon Souls exists. Yeah, well, they made good games before Demon Souls. It's just that they they weren't like people love the Armored Core series. People like Kingsfield. Uh, people liked, which is like the the pre Dark Soul or pre Demon Souls games. I think the only game that like maybe didn't get like wasn't amazing on release was maybe Dark Souls too. People like didn't love it at first because it was so different than one in so many ways. But yeah. now uh, everyone's like, actually, it was really good. We were just dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's my least favorite out of the three I've played. Hmm. All right. Was there anything anyone wanted to say about Dark Souls before we uh, head out here? Uh, you mean Elden Ring? That one. Yeah. Close enough. Or, or Dark Souls. Close enough. Uh, I wish I, I got it two weeks earlier so I could have played it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep going, Tikon. Yeah, it's just good. I'm gonna gonna keep chugging away at it. I'm in I'm in I'm in the castle now. 
in Stormvale. So yeah, have fun with those bats that drop. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You'll see. They'll drop explosive barrels on you. The game gets a really good haha. Oh yay! Yeah, that's what I get for that's... cheesing a dragon with spells. That's Souls tip number one: never fucking trust a corner. So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happened Noted. once, and I was like, oh, you got me, game. Good job. And then it happened two more times. I'm just like, all right, fucking go away. That one, that's on you. It's on me that they put, they hide bats with explosive barrels that can kill me in one shot. That's my fault. Uh, or, it's or on you for not expecting it the second samurai time. swords for feet. <laughs> yeah, I saw one of those. Uh, excuse me? Oh, wait, I do want to I do want to mention yeah. one thing before we go. Okay. So I was uh, I was playing it a couple nights ago, and when my girlfriend came over, I was playing it before she showed up, and she watched me play for a few minutes. And in Limgrave, there are these goats, and for whatever reason, when you get near them, they start rolling forward like Sonic the Hedgehog, and my girlfriend lost her mind, <laughs> like started started laughing like crazy for like five minutes straight. That sounds pretty. So good. I like so that. Some, something something surprisingly wholesome in there if you want to laugh. <laughs> All right, they, they 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 roll like head over feet for some reason, and it's kind of funny. I really like that. <laughs> the best thing is when you walk up on an enemy, and it just does, or not even like it just something, and it just does something completely unexpected, like ro- start rolling at you, or like jumps thirty feet in the air and body slams you, or something. What the fuck? Yeah, and like, I specifically, why would a goat do that? <laughs> I specifically needed to mention the rolling goats because they got yeah. they elicited some. Very nice laughter out of my girlfriend. Adam, have you played Goat Simulator? <laughs> I have not played Goat Simulator yet. <laughs> I know of Goat. I know of Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, I'm proud of her. She played Portal. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I guess that's gonna wrap up our conversation about Elden Ring. Very, very good video game. We all really like it. Go play. Let's it go play some more of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go play some more of it. <laughs> I'm gonna go play some Tunic. No, I'm going to go play Elden Ring. I'm actually yeah, excited I'm, I'm to get into that Dude, uh, soon. Yeah, let me know what you think of Tunic. I'm, I want to hear all of your opinions if you end up playing it. It's on Game Pass. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to try. My, I'm, I've been trying to get into it all night, but uh, my Game Pass is just refusing to load right now for some reason. It's mm. stuck and won't even close out. Yeah, oh. mine was doing that to me for the longest time. It Weird. finally did open after I restarted my computer multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to do that. So, hmm. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And I do believe with that, we are finished. Try finger butthole.